Up next is the Daily Devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Luke chapter 13, verse 22. He went on his way through cities and villages, teaching and traveling on to Jerusalem. One said to him, Lord, are they few who will be saved? And he said to them, Strive to enter in by the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter in and will not be able. When once the master of the house has risen up and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us, then he will answer and tell you, I don't know you or where you come from. And then you begin to say, We ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. And he will say, I tell you, I don't know where you come from. Depart from me, all workers of iniquity. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the prophets of God's kingdom, and you yourself being thrown outside. They will come from the east, the west, north, and south, and will sit down in God's kingdom. Behold, there are some who are last who will be first, and there are some who are first who will be last. There has always been plenty of folks who see the faith as a broad path and will live life accordingly. The world and the church today paints a picture in which good people go to heaven and bad people, they go to hell. Of course, the bar for entry into heaven for us and, you know, for those we know, it is set at the the mark of pretty good or more good than bad. When in reality, the Bible says our hearts are desperately wicked and that if we are left to our own road, we'll never see God. Many will seek to enter, but will do so on their own terms, not God's. That is the broad path that leads to an eternity away from God. There will come a day by our death or his rapture and second coming that the door will close on, well, any further negotiations. Many will claim to have been religious or spiritual or maybe a churchgoer. They'll say things like, God, you were around us as we lived. I saw you at church. I bumped into you occasionally in life passing. But you see, none of that will matter because his his answer will be, well, that may be true, but I never knew you. This passage is extremely important in our world where we are often taught that living in the proximity of Christ and the church is enough to be all right with God. How many of us even now remain on the outside of that relationship with Christ, only knowing of him, but never knowing him, and further, him knowing us? The word strive means to agonize, struggle, contend, exert to the fullest, labor fervently. True faith requires wholehearted dedication and effort. The idea here is not that a person works for his salvation, but that he diligently seeks God. He not only seeks God, but he finds him and he lives for him. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, You shall seek me and find me, and when you search for me with all your heart. 
it is a very popular position today to embrace a no cost, no effort Christianity. Using phrases like, quote, all you need to do is believe, end quote. And that it is effectively true, uh, what we read there, it is effectively true in the strictest sense. However, Scripture says, believe in me, not of me. That was a mistake of these in this segment of Scripture. If we believe in him, we believe in the things he said and the things that he taught. We believe all that he is as truth. And if we believe those things, we live those things. It is evident from this passage, that that which is the words of Christ himself, that there will indeed be many who believe themselves to be heaven-bound, but they will not be. You see, they are only the professing believer. They're not the genuine believer. They are people who had all the privileges of the gospel. Some of them, no doubt, were even baptized, and maybe they're church members. All of them consider themselves to be moral people, However, note they have never dedicated their whole being to strive after salvation. They continue to live worldly and unrighteous lives, seeking the possessions and the comfort of this world. And they continue yet to be lost. Verse 31 says, On that same day, some Pharisees came, saying to him, Get out of here and go away, for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, Go and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I'll complete my mission. Nevertheless, I must go on my way today and tomorrow and the next day, for it can't be that a prophet would perish outside of Jerusalem. It was evident that despite their differences, some of the Pharisees that were present still did not support Herod's attempts to kill Jesus. Or maybe it was just they wanted to get rid of Jesus and the threats of Herod was a good vehicle to get that done. However, Jesus was not anxious and he was not worried. He certainly was not intimidated. However, neither was he gentle and gracious. Please note that Jesus was straight out and bold here. This guy, Herod, he was a bad man, and Jesus had no trouble dealing with him in the light of that fact and warning all the people about him. Therefore, Jesus was not altering his schedule. In that day, there were often those who would come upon the scene declaring themselves to be the Messiah. Since a Jewish Messiah would have not only religious ramifications, but also political Herod and the powers that be paid close attention to the field of play that was in front of them on this matter, lest they unwittingly allowed a military coup. So every time a new Messiah appeared, it seemed uh, a violent insurrection eventually followed. Notice that Jesus delivered what could only be seen as a veiled reference here to his third day resurrection, which was coming. His intention, it seemed, was to keep busy doing the work of the kingdom until that day of destiny. Jesus knew how the story would play out. He knew not only how it would go, but how it had to go. He would be killed in the place that would symbolize all the hopes and the activities of man. 
the place of both government and religion. For the world in all of its self-reliance and self-absorbed confidence would ultimately get together to drive the nails through his hands. Verse 34 says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together like a hen gathers her own brood under her wings and you refused. Behold, your house is left you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The Pharisees, they thought Herod in the occupying Roman military was some sort of threat upon Jesus. But Jesus knew that, in fact, they themselves were the threat. For it would be religion that would attempt to put a stop to him ultimately. It would be our guilt and sin that would send him to the cross in the end. Look, who killed Jesus? Well, we did. Here, these people had Jesus right there physically in their midst, and yet they would squander the moment. We can look at these people and see them as so very foolish. Yeah, we would be better to look at ourselves. For many of us, even today, are in a fellowship where Christ is real and active, but we too are presently squandering his presence. We take him for granted, and we fail to take every opportunity to know him better and serve him greater. Because we're not with him, we are, as Scripture tells us, against him. In their stubborn spirits, the people would fail to acknowledge and embrace his presence. God wants us to commune and communicate uh, with him, and if such fails to take place, well, it is because we have failed to answer the spiritual phone, if you will. Acts 17.27, ending this chapter, we read that they should seek the Lord if perhaps they might reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.